Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I am so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact. They're inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. For ongoing inspiration and support to get clear on your impact and put it into action, enter your name and email at workalchemy.com. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is once again welcoming back Allison McKenzie. Compassionate marketing mentor Allison McKenzie is fiercely committed to guiding socially conscious business owners and entrepreneurs to attract more clients in a way that makes the world a better place. A natural born connector of people and great causes who lit her entrepreneurial spark by launching a travel club in 1991, Allison's mission and commitment has been to guide proactive souls to monetize their passions with heart, integrity, and social impact. And best of all, she's only begun to make her best impact. Her latest book, Give to Profit, How to Grow Your Business by Supporting Charities and Social Causes, has just been published. So welcome back to the podcast, Allison. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. It's wonderful to be here and just be having another really good conversation with you. <laughs> well, I'm so looking forward to this because when we spoke last year, you were writing your book and now the book has been published. Can you tell us a bit about what the book is about and how you see this as contributing your own impact in the larger world of, of business and the larger world in general. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when we spoke last year, you know, I, I started I started writing this book because of my experiences on in terms of how my business really started to grow when I started to do fundraising for the humanitarian work that I do in Rwanda. Um, and, I, you know, upon reflection, as I look back, my book started off really being a book about how you can grow your business with fundraising events. But actually what started to happen as I did more and more research, I realized that was only one small, that was just, that's one way in which we can grow our businesses um, and have, you know, add meaning and impact to what we're doing. But actually there are so many other ways that we can support charities and social causes. So we do have more impact. So the book actually is for, it's a book for any business owner entrepreneur who wants to grow a business that is about more than just the money. So obviously, you know, for it to be a business, profit is obviously important and how we reach that profit and how we grow a successful business is important. But it's actually also about thinking about the impact that we want to have and supporting charities and social causes is a great way to do that. So this book really explains lots of different things from the lots of different ways that you can grow your business by supporting charities and social causes. There's quite a bit on how to grow your business through fundraising, social sourcing. So that's using um, 
social suppliers for our businesses. Um, but there are many other different ways too. But one of the things that also surprised me, despite the fact that I've been doing this for the last few years, was that there's legislation in place. You know, if we do, for instance, want to incorporate fundraising into our marketing in most countries in the world, which I wasn't aware of. So I'd, I'd, there's quite a bit in the book on that, um, as well as just some simple steps around you know, how to implement it and how to link your business and charitable giving strategically so that more people can benefit. So that really, in essence, is what the book is about. And also, I guess, some of the reasons why um, supporting causes and having social impact can be good for business. Can you talk a little bit more about the strategic linking of, of your social impact? Yeah, no, absolutely. So that is where, you know, what what I found personally and when I've been speaking, you know, been out and about the last few years speaking to people is that there are an awful lot of business owners who genuinely want to have impact and make a difference in the world. Yet, and I think it's because, partly because of the way we're educated and taught, you know, we think of business as business is the money making machine and anything we do in terms of social impact is completely separate. But actually, there's no reason for that. You don't have to be a non-profit, a social enterprise or any other form of, of, of social business to have social impact. We can be a commercial profitable business that also has social impact. So to bring those two together, it's actually, you know, for some people, it will just, you know, social impact will be a little, you know, add on. So they might be thinking about things like I'll donate a percentage of, of my sales or turnover to charity. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's you know, a very good thing to do. However, for others, they'll be saying, well, how do I strategically incorporate social giving into more of my business, put it at the heart of my business? So, for instance, for me now, if I look at my business plan and my business goals, there's for most of those goals, I'm asking myself, well, how, how can I have social impact through this? So that if, for instance, I'm looking for a venue to host an event at, I naturally would prefer to source a social supplier as a venue if I can find one that meets all the criteria I'm looking for. So, so sometimes so define a social social supplier so people know what you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, a social supplier to me would is something it is. Uh, it's 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 usually a business or enterprise of some sort which um is set up for social purposes like a charity a social enterprise um a not-for-profit organization so they may have resources that we can connect with so quite often you have for instance charities and social enterprises that have venues that aren't being used to full capacity so we might be able to use them for some of our events or here in scotland there's a brilliant social enterprise which sources, uh, which supplies stationary to all the large corporates or to many of the large corporates in the UK. So by going to those organisations, they're able to say, well, listen, if you buy your stationery from us, you will be having social impact without spending ex- any extra money. Um, and we can demonstrate the impact that you'll be having by doing that so that you can mm-hmm. then demonstrate that to your customers and your other stakeholders. Right. Wow. Well, it, it sounds like in the course of writing this book and as your work, your own work is evolving, that you're, you know, sometimes we, we go down this road of here's an interest that I have. And I know you've done a lot of nonprofit work yourself in, in Africa 
we kind of go down this road and then you, it, it kind of runs out of steam and then you're, you're ready to head off in a new direction. But with you, it seems like you're delving even more deeply into this. Why, why is it drawing you so much? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, and you know, I don't know that I actually know why it's drawn me so much. It just is. It's just pulling. Even if I'm, as I'm speaking here, you know, I can feel this energy just pulling my body and my heart forward, you know. Um, and I think that is because I just, you know, I'm just somebody who loves to make a difference to people. I realize that through helping other people make more of a difference through their businesses and through what they're doing, um, means that I can have more of an impact in the world. And actually what brings it all alive for me is hearing other people's stories. You know, I was speaking at an event, um, just, uh, we were speaking just before the podcast, you know, last last weekend in Brussels. And, you know, somebody came up is, you know, straight after the talk and was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe what you've just shared, because that's given me the idea for building a school in Africa, which is completely aligned to where they want to, you know, what to something that's, ha- you know, their, their life early on. And they're bringing what was really important into their business. And that just that that just brings joy to my heart. So it's it's probably the stories that are bringing it alive, definitely, and that is what's fueling things and moving me forward. And I'm just a curious person, and I love to tell other people's stories. <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, I can hear it in your voice. There's a real energy around this work that you're doing. And um, is there a way in which? I guess this is kind of a new question for me in the podcast, and it's come out of a, a course that I recently attended, a speaking intensive that was so powerful and really helped me clarify some things for myself. And one of the things that I explored at that intensive was the role of your voice in your business. And so I wonder how... How do you see your unique voice in this area of perhaps even bigger than social enterprise? You're really talking about more than that as a way to uh, make a difference, make a contribution. How do you see your voice uniquely being present in this arena that's fairly new and kind of evolving as as we speak? Yeah, no, absolutely. And it definitely is. Um, I think for me, it's, it comes back to, you know, to, to, for all of us, I think, you know, who we are deep inside, and what really makes us tick. And in business, I think sometimes we think we have to be somebody we're not. And what I've definitely learned over the years is that the more that we can bring every part of ourselves into our day-to-day experience, the way we are, the way we show up in everything we do, the easier it is and actually the more authentic we can be. Mm-hmm. So if I look at, I suppose, my authentic voice in this field, and I think we've maybe talked about this before, and that is that, you know, there are lots of people who are looking at having social impact. Um, and then there are a few of us who, as well as doing all of that and can be, you know, I see myself at sometimes as a conduit where I like to go off and find what, out what lots of people are doing and pull the best um, insights or experiences and share those um, so other people can benefit. But as well as that, I'm somebody who likes to get out there, to go off to Africa, and I've got other aspirations to really get a feel for what it's like 
not just as a business person, not just as somebody who lives in the Western world where we do have all the comforts, but where I can go off and actually experience. Now, obviously, I can't experience what it's like to live as an African in Africa, but to get some more of a sense and um, a sense of the reality of the challenges that the people that I want to help are faced with. Um, and, and looking at how that then built, that comes into my story and is reflected into my voice. Hmm. Well, and it's a, it's a really powerful story to be able to not just talk about in, in somewhat abstract terms, but to really be able to bring individual stories from the people that you uh, connect with on those trips. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess it's another way. I mean, one of the things I talk about is the importance of, you know, measuring our impact because we all have impact. We're not constantly all having impact. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, there's a massive difference between contribution and impact and, you know, raising funds and impact. So actually, when you're out and about speaking to the people or you're actually in some way involved with the causes that you want to support, and I'm not saying it's for everyone, but when you are, you get a much more heartfelt connection and understanding of the impact of of your contribution if you like hmm. yeah i really like what you just said about the difference between tell me tell me again the difference between impact and there's a there's a difference between contribution and impact hmm. so you know um and this is something which again i i've really been just learning over the last couple of years and really asking myself about how i demonstrate this so, for instance, I quite often do fundraising events. And so I can quite easily share, well, I have raised so much money this month, you know, through my business. But actually, that doesn't mean anything unless that money is invested well or is given to a cause that makes good use of that money. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's then saying, well, how do we demonstrate the impact then and to do that we have to then make smart choices about the causes we're supporting so that we know that exactly what that money is going to do right. so that we can demonstrate that yeah i think that's a really important distinction that whatever social cause you're choosing to support in whatever way whether it's through sourcing or fundraising or creating your own nonprofit, even that that distinction is is important and to ensure that the effort that you are putting into it is actually going somewhere valuable. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and don't get me wrong, there will be times when we just feel drawn to support a cause or, a, you know, a plight of somebody, and that's different. But, you know, um, in terms of when we're being strategic and we're investing more time and money in something, then I think it is important that we make smart decisions about those causes we're supporting. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Well, your story, I know, is a little bit different in the sense that you've taken some time in the past year to kind of step back a little and reflect, and you were writing your book. How is that kind of use of your energy, that, that stepping back, how has that influenced how you see your work and, and the impact that you're having? Oh, really, really good question. <laughs> <laughs> Taking some time out is definitely one of the best things I have ever done, and I would highly recommend it. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, and I think one of the things that's definitely, well, there's a number of things it's taught me, um, but one of them is definitely the importance of taking time to be instead of doing. Um, because it's only by 
stop, you know, stop doing as when we stop doing as much and stop thinking as much, that we actually can have that time for reflection and that time to um, to really connect with ourselves again. And so what I'm looking to do, I, I suppose, every day, every week is to have more of that time. And I certainly feel far more connected now to who, the authentic version of me. I think I had an insight into who she was, you know, a few years ago, but then got caught up in business again. Um, whereas this time I feel it's got I've come stepped back into it and I've got a much greater balance. And so I have more focus. I definitely know I've got I have this gift to profit book I you know I'm on a mission to help transform the lives of a million people and I have a goal and I have set in fact I have several goals but I'm less attached to the outcomes if that makes sense you know I have the goals there but I'm also open to how people respond to this concept of gift to profit and where this may um take me Hmm. well I'm um what a great goal you transforming the lives of a million people. And to be open to what that looks like, I think, is a really interesting journey because, um, you know, we're kind of classic business model as you've taught to create a five-year plan. And I have so gone away from that whole idea. I think that, um, you know, an overall vision is important, but the details that's what uh, you don't want to get too bogged down into. Do you do you feel that your relationship with your your planning process has shifted over time? Definitely, definitely. And I totally agree with what you've just said. But you know, I very much have I have the big goals. And don't get me wrong, I have targets that I set myself, but I'm less attached to the how of how it happens so yes for certain things and you know I use project management systems and I have people that help me so there are detailed tasks for certain things um but I see those things as being the more the mechanics of what is needed to run my business not necessarily what I'm going to be spending my time on right and I see that what I have is a bigger vision and the goals there knowing that all the other things are there to support it I am just going to be more flexible because I think sometimes we can get caught up in doing what we think is going to work and what we think people want and what we think the market and you know community will respond to actually a lot of the time the people we speak to are the ones that have even better ideas or can take us off in a slightly different direction and I think it's important not to be closed to other opportunities I mean if I give an example I had a a business approached me last year because they loved, you know, the, the essence of what I was doing around compassionate selling. And for this business on paper, I would never for one minute, never have thought that we were potential people to, you know, partners to collaborate mm-hmm. with. And the old me would probably have, you know, done an email back saying, thanks very much, but, you know, I don't know that we're really a good fit. But I didn't. Um, and we had a conversation and I find out that this business which is one of the largest in the UK has got its own foundation they 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 completely live and breathe everything I teach and you know through my I suppose it was judgment that I had because of the industry they were in I was projecting something else on to what I thought and um, that would have been about whereas because I'm open you know we're we're doing you know having conversations about different ways that we can collaborate which is fantastic and um 
yeah, there's certainly been two or three times in the last six months when I have definitely been more open to exploring different things than I would have been before. Mm. Well, that's that's exciting to hear that there's a large corporation that's doing things that are in alignment with what you are advocating for entrepreneurs. And so how, do you see things shifting as the as you, this work of yours has evolved? Have you seen a greater interest in social impact over time? Or does definitely. It- yeah, definitely. And it's, it's been interesting because I can remember pitching this. I mean, I ran a summit on this on this topic three years ago now. And, you know, part, it, it didn't go the way I'd hoped, partly because the, I don't think I did. I evolved the idea quite enough. But also, at, at that point, people almost weren't quite ready for it. And I can remember speaking at a conference about it in front of an audience, not t- doing a big talk, but mentioning the idea and I was just met with a whole sea of blank faces. But when I went back to the same event um, a year and a half later, very different response. So um, I'm certainly getting a very different response now to what I was getting three years ago. Interesting. Um, yeah, definitely. And what's surprising me is I've been really surprised that larger businesses have been exploring this more too. So, you know, rather than I think – for small business owners and entrepreneurs, we have the agility to implement something like this. Mm-hmm. Whereas a large corporation usually has corporate social responsibility in one division and marketing over somewhere else and mm-hmm. never the two shall meet. It's very <laughs> compartmentalized, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's more of a tick box exercise rather than looking at how you can embed it into your business. Whereas I think that's where we're in a unique position. We can, as a small to medium-sized business, you know, make decisions and really bring um, what's important to us into the heart of our business. Right. Do you see this shift happening in in North America as well as Europe in the work that you're doing? Yeah. I mean, the conference I, I mentioned there, you know, that was in North America. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, you know, the, the, the event I was talking at last week, that was in Brussels in Europe. So I'm certainly seeing it, you know, in different places around the world. And I'm speaking to different, you know, as part of my research for the book, I was speaking to different people and I'm still in touch with different people in different parts of the world. And I, my, the feedback I'm getting so far is, yes, there's a you know movement towards this. And even if you just look at what populations are doing, you know, research out there shows you that over 80 percent of millennials and the generation younger than that. So generally speaking, people under the age of 30, 35, mm-hmm. um, you know, they are making conscious choices now and looking to buy from businesses who can demonstrate that they care and, you know, social have social impact. They're choosing to work for businesses that also have all these policies in place. Right. So I think actually consumers are going to lead the, the the movement, if you like, and that businesses that don't decide to embrace this um, type of approach are going to be the ones that will start to lose out. Yeah, so interesting. I was just doing some research yesterday about millennials in the context of social media, and that message is so powerful. And millennials are now the largest uh, demographic group in terms of consumers that we have. So it's, uh, it's going to, going to become increasingly important to pay attention to what they are, they are doing and, uh, where their focus is. And I, I love seeing that interest that they have in, um, something having a, a global meaning. There's a kind of local focus with a global significance 
that I think yeah, millennials like you, are looking at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like I like how you've said that actually. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, you know, you know, and, and, and for a while they were getting quite a hard time of of being a, <laughs> a selfish generation. It's but true. actually, that's not necessarily coming through in a lot of the research at the moment. It's actually the opposite. You know. Well, exactly. I, I find that from what I've I've learned and from actually a conversation I had with a twenty six year old just last weekend of the the interest in the larger world is definitely there. And um, wanting to contribute in some really solid way and making sure their buying decisions are in alignment with what they believe is is really important. And that that doesn't speak selfish to me. That speaks more of a a larger perspective on how connected we all are. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I think I think even you know, as as older consumers, we're becoming far more conscious of that. I just this week, I I signed up to a campaign which was to encourage our supermarkets or our large stores here in the UK to stop wrapping up fruit in so much plastic you know know, I'm sure that 10 years ago that wouldn't have had the same traction and of course with social media you know you've got more you you can have more impact um, through a campaign in that way but I I, I mean I do think that as consumers we are definitely changing and realizing or most of us are realizing we have to change our habits and that actually starts with each one of us Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah it's very much uh, starts with the individual having some kind of interest or vision for it and it, it arises out of that how do you how do you manage your time and energy now that you're back from the break that you took? How has that shifted and changed? Because I always think that in this work of having impact that we can get so engaged with how excited we are about what we're doing and that it's easy to really end up using up a lot of energy and, and getting heading in the direction of burning out again, even after a break. Have you... Do you have any wisdom to share with us? Are there things you learned that you're implementing now in terms of how you use your time and energy? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think I've just shared with you, I've just come back from a walk on the beach. You know, so <laughs> Getting that balance is really, you know, I've disc- I have discovered the joys of, of having spent a lot more time outdoors day to day. And so for me, I, I compartmentalize my diary. I mean, I have the different tasks, if you like, blocked out in my diary every week. So there's certain times when I see clients, when I'm doing research, when I'm doing my social media, my planning and, and product development. Um, and that definitely has been a big help. But that said, you know, a year ago, two years ago, I did have that and that still wasn't helping. <laughs> and what's so what's pro- changed now? Yeah, what's, what's changed is definitely having... Well, two things. One is have been very clear on what my focus, my my overall focus and mission is that transformation of a million lives. And it's it's being able to use that as a as as a barometer for is what I'm about to do aligned to that goal in some way? And is this best use of my time as well as is this what I said I was going to be doing with my time in my diary? Um, So having that alignment really, really helps me because it means that the choices I'm making about the things I decide to do through my business now all have to be aligned to that vision. Um, so that's definitely been a big difference. I used to get pulled into, you know, you get, and I still do get lots of requests to go and help with different things. And, oh, you're doing this. Could you come and could you, you know, could I have a cup of tea with you to share some ideas? You could share some ideas and you get pulled up, you know, lots and lots of requests. And I've just got much better at saying no to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and actually, this is one of the things that the, the Give to Profit model really helped me with because I now feel far more comfortable saying no to a lot of requests to do things for nothing because I do a lot for different charities and causes. You know? Right. And I can now authentically and genuinely say, no, well, actually, you know, I, I would love to help you if I could. But actually, I do a lot and I can't do any more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've learned to say no and feel more comfortable saying no to things that um, are not really, you know, engaging my heart or aligned to where I'm wanting to go as a business or where I just don't have time for them, even if I would love to do them. If I don't have time to, for them, then... I, yes, I'm just getting better at saying no, but yeah. saying yes to the right opportunities at the same time. Well, you have such clarity in the way that you're talking about that. And I think that that ties back to something you said about having a very clear focus. And I was so struck by your, you mentioned this a couple of times, your mission to transform the lives of a million people. And I wondered what your thoughts are on how having a big vision like that has influenced or changed how your business has is unfolding. And it's an area of interest that I have. I wrote a blog post about this recently that I, I personally find and I see my clients with big goals actually moving ahead more quickly. It's like you're fired up and inspired by a big goal and moving towards that rather than setting a modest so-called achievable goal. And uh, that tends to hold you back and interestingly what are your thoughts on that Alison yeah no this is a great question it's one that I I talk about quite a lot um with clients and things because to me there are definitely two types of people and this is the way I think of it for me I need to have a massive massive big goal for me to feel as you say inspired and excited about going off and um uh, working towards that and seeing how far I get now if I give the example of when I published my first book, I, I had a vague goal of I wanted to, you know, get to number one on Amazon. I didn't really, I mean, I was new to me, was you know, writing a book and promoting it. Didn't really know how I was going to do it. And I got to number two. Now, was I upset I didn't get to number one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm somebody that if I set myself a big goal, then, uh, and I don't quite get there, I know I will have done a lot more and experienced a lot more and will have impacted a lot more people than if I'd set myself a small goal because small goals just don't excite me enough. Right. However, there are other people for whom setting a big goal would be terrifying. It would feel so overwhelming. And if they didn't get it, they would beat themselves up and think they were a failure or useless. So I think it does depend on what motivates you. Um, If you're somebody that's motivated by big, exciting goals, go for, you know, set them as long as, you know, you're not going to beat yourself up about it. But if you're more motivated by, you get more excitement by, well, I've done that little thing today or this month, and, you know, then use that as a motivator. But recognize that most of us are capable of way more, way more than we ever think we are. Yeah, And most research does also show that we, when you set small goals, we take the foot off the pedal when we get there. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think you make a really good distinction that, that big goals can freak people out to the point where you're paralyzed with fear and you definitely don't want to get to that point with it. So, yeah. Well, from, These experiences you've been having in this past year and in your new book now, 
being launched and it, it hit number one. Tell, tell us number one on Amazon and there was another. Yeah, it hit number one on Amazon and in, on, in the UK and US, actually. Um, oh, that's awesome. Within that's a couple awesome. of hours. I think even when you lot were asleep. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. But, um, and yeah, I mean, that, it was amazing. And it's been yeah. really amazing to have quite a, there's, there's been interest from people that have, you know, heard about it because it is something that is just a little bit different. So right. it's been exciting. Yeah. Really well, well, tell us, uh, just as a, uh, to leave people with something to consider, what have you learned in the past year that's perhaps new for you that you would share with another entrepreneur who's also looking at, I want to have impact. I want to be out in the world and and uh, really affecting the lives of other people. How can I do that? What what advice would you share now after this more recent experience? Oh gosh, let's condense this. <laughs> <laughs> let's condense this into one piece of advice. I would say start exploring what that could be for you. And if you are somebody who, it, a lot of it comes down to the why. So actually, I'm going to I'm going to hook into, and this is the first step I talk about, but it is the foundation of everything, is to ask yourself why you want to have more impact in the world and what that actually means to you. Because that can become your guiding force. You know, for some people, the impact is, about experience you know the experience that they want or one of the things is about the experience they want to have along the way so you know I was very clear that I wanted one of the reasons I wanted to support um, a social cause was that I wanted to actually go off and get hands-on experience of doing humanitarian work with young people abroad somewhere because I love traveling you know there was a number of different reasons that were influencing where I went Mm -hmm. So I definitely would say the first step is definitely to connect into why you might want to do this, what it is that appeals about anything that we've talked about and anything you've talked about in your other podcasts, you know, um, and have just start taking some kind of action and exploring how you can then turn your ideas into reality. Um, But it's about getting out there and speaking to people. I think that's the I think that's probably one of the other main things is go off and speak to people, which ties into what we were talking about earlier about not being very fixed, not being too fixed on how we think our goals are going to manifest, but actually to be out speaking to different people and paying attention to what they're saying and saying yes to the things that are aligned to your to to where you want to go and what makes your heart sing and saying no to things that take you off in the opposite direction. Hmm. I like that you brought in the fact that the why doesn't have to be one huge thing. It can be multifactorial. Because mm. that's not something that you hear very often. There's this kind of focus on the big why or the, the main reason. And I uh, I like that you're blending in other, you mentioned blending in other reasons, like wanting to travel, for example. So, yeah, that's yeah. great. As a you know, you, it's a great way of getting personal needs met, you know, that aren't getting met. Mm-hmm. You know, when we go off and we can help other people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Alison, thank you so much for sharing all that you have today. I really have. I think there's a lot in this conversation around the difference between contribution and impact, and then strategic linking of social impact. 
as uh, is really important to the the health of a business as well as this larger vision of the impact that that you can have. So thank you so much for sharing all of that and congratulations on your on your new book and uh, I'm excited to see what unfolds for you in future. Oh, thank you so much. You know, it's just wonderful to to be chatting again and thank but and thank you genuinely from you know, for, for giving me this opportunity to just share more. Um, I, it's been wonderful. I love our conversations. Yeah, me too. I'm uh, glad to have you here. And if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Um, just through my website, actually, which is alison.com, which is A-L-I-S-O-U-N.com, or they could look up givetoprofit.com as well. Great. Well, thank you again, Alison. i do thank you for the work that you're doing in the world and uh, for joining us today. Thank you very much. Join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. Until next time, keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact. Join our community of entrepreneurs like you by entering your name and email at workalchemy.com.